Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blaze Reviews. Today, the Blaze Review boys are back and ready to talk about Shang-Chi. But before we get into that, I am your co-host, Freddie Inferno. And I'm your co-host, Doom Bandit. What's going down from H-Town to Yo-Town, baby? And we're getting right into Shang-Chi. Starting off. Amazing starting off movie. 10 10 yeah starting like, off 10 10 recommend um i think as far as phase four movies i mean i know black widow technically is considered phase four but um you know considering phase four movies like moving on to the what the what's going to come for the mcu i think this was like a very great uh movie and pivotal point for for that fa- for the next phase oh yeah so 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 far in phase four since for for those who aren't uh caught up, up to date and, yeah and know which movies fall where so the last uh movie in phase three was spider-man uh no way home no no uh far, uh, far from, from home. home far, far from, from home, home. So yeah. that came out after Endgame. game game yep. so that was the last phase three movie phase four officially started with black widow yeah uh, it, well, it te- was a technically i was gonna say technically with wandavision but as far as movies black widow yeah yeah so it it was a flashback movie, but at the end of the movie, that's what's the most important part is the yeah is the end credit scene for Black Widow. So yeah, now that that's set up, let's get into Shang Chi because I don't care about Black Widow. Fuck that movie. It's ass. <laughs> All Compared right. to this, it's ass. <laughs> yeah. So Shang Chi. So I I I want to say that the fight, just like choreography in this movie, was insane, dude. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. It was the, it was badass. Um. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all remember I said this when we when we talked about the trailer a few months back. Um, I was getting a lot of like uh, Black Panther vibes from it. Um, you know, not just fight sequence scenes, but just uh, you know the 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 directing, the the visual effects, just the vibes, just everything. And and watching the movie, uh, seeing them go to that that different dimension where his where his mom lived, like it definitely gave me those vibes. Yes, Talo. Like it, it like when when they walked in, I was like, bro, like this is. You know, again, not trying to compare to Wakanda, but it, it gave me those vibes. It gave me that that good feeling. Like this is definitely like a big like culture movie, just like how Black Panther was as well. Yeah. Like- real quick, touching on the culture, what what I like that I didn't know the Asian community celebrated was Day of the Dead. Um, for the Latinos out there, I know y'all know what that is, Dia de los Muertos. Um, they do talk about that in this movie, which. Uh, kind of hit me by surprise. I, I I didn't know that was part of the Asian community as as well as the the Latin community. Yeah, uh, that that was a real like touching scene to to kind of see because that's something that Hispanic families and that that we do a lot. Like you'll see people go leave stuff at at tombstones and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the let's go from start to finish. That opening yeah. scene where uh where like Shang Chi's dad and mom. So where where the Mandarin fights his his future wife, like that whole fight scene, like like when when I saw it for the first time, I was like, holy shit, bro! Like this this movie is gonna be insane because like that that was like the like how they were fighting, it it, it was almost like watching like two people dance essentially. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, like it was nuts. Yeah, and and kind of going back to what you said, how like the choreography for the fight scene, it was it was so badass that. At the beginning of the movie, I thought there was 20 rings because when you know how when she uses his rings and she like balls them up and then throws it back at him. I thought it was like another 10 rings that she pulled out of nowhere. Like that's how that like that's just how fast paced the fight scenes were and like complex. But 
I mean, if you pay attention, you pick up on it. But it was just that one split second that I guess I blinked my eyes or looked away and, and I didn't realize that she was pulling him from his arms and then throwing it back at him. Um, so that, that, that was probably my favorite part right there when she used his own weapons against him. Yeah, and, and like it just goes to show like the kind of fire that, that that she was, which is honestly like such a badass. Like yeah. she was like, and they were kind of like like airbenders and shit. They were like like moving yes. the air and the leaves. That <laughs> yeah. was wild too. I was like, okay, like yeah, yeah. So, so definitely so, like th- their power must come from Talo or something like from there. Oh yeah, um, and I'm sure that their powers are restricted to in Talo or like in the forest because. Like so, like moving on the movie, like she eventually leaves the forest to start a family with the Mandarin, and so yeah. like as that's going on, like she doesn't have her powers anymore. So, like spoilers. So so so, so this is all spoilers for those who are listening. I, I hope you watched the movie. So like she goes, and the this this rival gang comes and comes for revenge on the Mandarin, and they kill his wife. But that's after she takes down what like forty dudes. Yeah. It's like fucked them all up. Yeah, like back to back, no help, no powers, just straight combat. So uh like like it just goes to show the kind of fighter that she is, which is to, to show the kind of fighter the kind of fighter that Sean She is as well. Because he has everything yeah. that his mom and dad has, which is pretty badass. Yeah. <clears throat> um I guess next is probably the bus scene. But okay, Which, yeah, that okay. that was also badass. Yeah, like he, like honestly, I was beginning to think like, okay, maybe uh, he doesn't like remember his training, or if he forgot it, or maybe he just, you know, like I don't know. Like I was beginning to believe the character he was playing that he was just Sean. Uh, for again, spoilers. He when he comes to America, he changes his name from Sean to Sean. Um, so yeah, I'm beginning like I was believing like Sean is just his regular old dude, and then he just starts kicking ass, and I was like, oh shit, like okay, so it's it's in him, you know, like he he's just been hiding it this whole time. Yeah, and um, that like that train scene is is nuts because like like just all the flips that and flips and and different things that he's doing, he, like he's like running like on the like on the side of the bus at a point too. Yeah, like that was crazy. <laughs> Like, like he does so many insane things that, like, we've seen guys do it before, but it's been like Steve Rogers, who is like Captain America and has a bunch of, uh, uh serum like, 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 yeah, like he has a serum, same thing with Bucky, same thing with, you know, like, like most of the supers, they have things that help them out, that help them do all these things that they do. While, whereas Shang-Chi at that point in the movie, like, he is just a human who's just been trained, like, to the max, yeah, and can do pretty assassins. much like anything. Yeah. 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 That's, I think my favorite part on the bus scene too is when he tells that girl, uh, Katie, when he's all like, on my signal, you know, take that hard right. And, uh, yeah, like, okay. So he takes a hard right and the second half of the bus splits off and he, he kicks, you know, he kicks off the opponent that he's fighting and, and jumps onto the first half. Like that, I don't know. That part was freaking, was freaking sick, bro. Like going back to what you said, like just the, the choreography with the fight scenes were, were on point. Yeah. Um, so up to this point in the movie, like he like he he's been living kind of a a, a separate life from like Sean Shi. Like he's Sean, he's been Sean for ten years at, at that point. Yeah, he's a valet driver. And so like they kind of just pointed out, I, I want to say they both survived the snap. Yeah, just because definitely. it seems like 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 she like she graduated from like. From like UC Berkeley, which is a, a really good school out out 
in like California. So clearly, like, like they're smart. Yeah. And they clearly like they clearly got through the snap, but it's interesting. It, it was interesting to see that they didn't say anything about what happened to the family after the snap. Like, did the mom disappear? Did the brother disappear? Like, like that's kind of what I want to see from these movies. Is like how did that they, they coped them? It. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like I'm. I would assume maybe their family was safe because they did kind of mention the snap. It was just very like briefly. Um, that first scene when they're at the bar with the with the other couple, the 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 yeah. the, the friends that they were hanging out with. Um, you know, she was kind of trying to tell them how how like you said she graduated from a, a you know Ivy League school and she's just a valet driver. She's all like, we live in a world now where half the universe could just disappear. So it was mentioned, but. Um, yeah, I do feel where you're coming from. Like, okay, so does that mean none of her family was snapped away? Which, which kind of would be a a pretty unlikely coincidence, given that half the universe was was wiped away. Like, I feel like every family had at least somebody that was affected in that. You know? Yeah, and it like that's the like I I I guess since like as like a big nerd and like comic guy, like I want to know all, all the little things that happened to each character because yeah. of the snap. Me too. Whereas, like, <laughs> whereas, like, in the movie, like, they only have two hours to kind of do everything. So, like, I understand why they just kind of, like, over, like, they, like, they mention it, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. But, like, as a diehard comic fan, like, like I want to know, like, okay, like, 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 how did they cope to the snap? Like, like, what did their family go through? Did anyone disappear yeah. with the snap? Yeah. No, yeah, I feel that kind of like Wanda, or yeah, WandaVision, whenever it shows that one episode with Monica Rambeau and she's, you know, pops back up in the, uh, was it her or her mom that popped back up in the, in the hospital? Like little things like that is, is, you know, like you're saying, I, I want to see that as well. Like, you know, how, how did, how did the rest of the world deal with this or who else was involved in this, you know? Yeah. Um, so like moving on from that, so that that's where they end up going to, to the fight ring in uh, South Korea, I think is where they're at. Yeah, and well, uh, I, that- I thought it was China because I, uh, I did I did hear them reference a lot of uh, Chinese uh, cultures and things. So I was assuming they were in China the whole time. But I'm, I'm, I'm I, that that might have went over my head. It's either China or Korea. I okay. I, I want to say Korea, but I, I could be wrong. OK, um, but yeah. So at this point in the movie, they go to Shang-Chi's uh, sisters like fight ring thing where, where we see Wong. Thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that's where Wong and and Abomination are. So um, that in itself was just something else entirely. Like I like touch on that real quick. Again, spoilers. Um, I know a lot of people were thinking the Abominations and it being Thunderbolts. I mean that 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 possibility is probably still there. Um, Wong. It, it, he's, it seems like he's not controlling the abomination, but he can communicate with him. He's been training him because uh, after their fight, he opens up a point. He's all, what does he say? He's all like, you need to control your your what, your anger or your he's, he says something he's like the way we've been training. And I was like, whoa, your hold strength. Up. Yeah, because your strength. Cause, uh, yes. Because uh, abomination punched Wong into the fence. And then Wong was like, OK, like 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 I'm, 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 I'm going to let you hit yourself with your own power. <laughs> <laughs> and then an abomination punches himself in the face because of the portals, which is insane. Yeah, that was that was that was just a whole badass scene within itself, and also kind of leaves us with more of a teaser of like, okay, so if Wong's training this guy, you know, are we going to see more Wong or more him, or maybe more Wong with with other people? Like, if he's training the abomination, what else is he doing? You know, behind the scenes that that we haven't seen yet. So, 
this is where I want to go into my first kind of like big theory right here. Okay. And it it ties into the very ending of this movie of the last like end credit scene. Yeah. Um. So what I think it is is that Wong will eventually be a part of the Thunderbolts. Oh. Just for the money. Like, okay. Yeah. Like 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 he said in the last Doctor Strange movie or in Infinity War or in like one of those like movies. that where, yeah. where he's like oh yeah like 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 we need more money like 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 more money for the Sanctum Centaurum. Oh yes, I do remember that now that you say it. And so clearly, if he's able to communicate with Abomination, like why wouldn't the lady um the the lady the from yeah uh i i keep forgetting what her name is val yes. val val yeah um so like she's got her her like captain america already she's got her black widow uh she could use wong to get abomination which gives her a sorcerer it gives her her hulk and uh-huh. then like i think she'll get through them because i think she'll go through the now new 10 rings spoilers yeah. for the end of the for, for the last end credit scene where uh Zhu Shailin, I-, I think is what her name is. Uh yeah. Shang-Chi's sister. She takes over the Ten Rings and starts training more assassins and stuff. Yeah. And so I think Val will hire them at a point and then she'll use that connection to get Abomination and Wong. And then that'll form her team. So she'll have uh Shailin to counter Shang-Chi. Yeah, and then she'll have Wong to Wong to be her like sorcerer. Sorcerer, yeah. So I think that this movie potentially give us three members of like of the Thunderbolts, and I think this is gonna be big for them. Yeah, definitely because uh, the definitely that end credit scene when it shows Shang Chi's sister, obviously teasing that that we're gonna see more of her. Um, and I actually do believe that theory. Um, I haven't thought about it, but it makes sense to me, especially because how you said with the money that uh, for y'all who don't know, Thunderbolts are essentially villains who get paid kind of like a Suicide Squad. But instead of with Suicide Squad, you know, Amanda Waller takes off time from their sentence. Thunderbolts is, you know, they're villains hired by someone else and they get paid to do these jobs. Um, And Shang-Chi in the comics is also in Heroes for High like an avengers but the same thing they get paid for it um so i i'm i'm honestly i'm kind of one of my theories is i'm expecting i'm expecting them to introduce heroes for hire through shang chi and his sister and everything we saw in this movie so if your theory is correct on the thunderbolts i feel like that could be like an easy path to lead us into heroes for hire as well oh yeah um definitely for sure we have a uh, like black widow that could do it yeah we have a a uh asian hero as well with with like shanley's sister granted she she doesn't need money since she runs the, the whole entire operation. like 10 rings now but you never know she could kind of be a part of the team at times and yeah. at, at the end of the movie it already said that that the 10 rings will return yes they like, in the next movie for like shang yeah, whether it's with him or someone else. Uh, another theory I have, too, uh, a few episodes ago, you talked about how uh, Norman Osborn could possibly be the guy who bought out the Avengers Tower. What if it was their father? Or it could be Shang-Chi's sister. But my, my new theory, I think it was bought it. And uh, maybe now once they bring in his sister in the later movies, we'll, they'll, you know, is when they'll reveal or, or when we'll find out that, you know, his his family is is who owns it now. The the Avengers Tower. That's that's been one of my new theories after watching this movie. 
So like that's the one thing that I that I I'm kind of like iffy on is like when like where in the timeline did his mom die? Yeah. Because now we know like who was snapped, who wasn't, like was his dad snapped away since like and and is that the reason why his dad never like Looked went after him them sooner until then because his dad got snapped away. But yeah. now he's back. <clears throat> so uh, I I would assume his mom probably was killed before the snap, given how how young he was. Um, but now that you're bringing up maybe his dad being snapped, I feel like that'd be a good way for them to, like, explain that ten year gap. How you're saying, and and honestly, I I wouldn't put it past them. Like I I kind of, you know, I'm I'm believing that theory now. So I'm, I'm I feel like he probably would be or would have been snapped away because with everything that was going on, you know, what was he doing? You know. Yeah, and and then like at the same time, like. What other reason would he have to just let Shang-Chi go out on his own? Yeah. Where, like, the first two years, like, okay, like, let him go on, on his own. Like, let him live and learn and shit. Yeah. But then the last five years, like, he, if he was snapped away, he comes back. He's like, okay, like, I need to get back to what I was doing. Yeah. So, like, that's the, that's the only thing. So, like, like I, I want to know if, if people got snapped or not, damn it. Like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that though, because uh, especially oh well, I mean we'll, we'll we'll jump into that part in a bit, but I mean especially after the what if episode today too, like that kind of brought the same question for me too, like okay, well who who's in the in the in the live action MCU, you know who's who's been snapped and who hasn't, you know who's been affected and and you know stuff like that as well, um, yeah, especially given with with what how we're gonna be moving forward and um. I mean, it's just been revealed that the Eternals movies takes place right around the same time as Far From Home, which means it's going to take place around the snap. So even though it's phase four, it's going to take place at the end of phase three, um, which was starting to bring up more questions for me as well. Like, OK, are, are y'all going to answer those questions in Eternals? Like who was snapped and and digging more into that or or, you know, are they not going to talk about the snap at all in the movie? Yeah. And um, like. Once we get to Eternals, like 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 that's the next like that comes out next month. I am extremely excited for that one just because like too. it like it looks so badass already. But before we get to our track from from Shang Chi, I want to get through the rest of Shang Chi and then we can go yes. kind of just like dive into like everything else what if, about yeah. Eternals and like what if and shit. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So the the time just like progress quickly here. Um, so he yeah. like meets his sister. They fight each other. His sister's a badass, by the way. Like she, yeah, she's probably more like, badass than him. Yeah, like, like she like whoops his ass, and like that's the only training like by herself. Like yeah. she never got actual training. And yeah, that's the thing that the training wasn't even training. She said it like she would just watch the boys train because uh, you know when she was living with her dad, they wouldn't let the, the girls train with the boys. So she would watch them train and then teach herself how to do it better. Which to do that, like just to to mimic what you see and, and teach yourself to do it better. Like it's, it's badass within itself. Yeah. So like she, it like, like she as a character is just badass. Um, yeah. Kind of moving on. They, they have the like scaffold scene, which is like on the side of the building. Oh, that, that was, was pretty nutty. Yeah. That was sick. Um, Just like the, the, the like, like, like this, like that fight scene, like, like, like it's been done before in other movies. But just the way that they shot it in this movie, and the way they would do like all, like all of his flips and like going through each scaffold, and like his sister starts to help him, and just yeah. all like like everything that leads into that, and then when he gets into the 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 like mirror match at the end against the 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 like masked dude, 
Yeah, like he is, like, like he's the one who, who trained him, of course, and he's like extremely strong, and he's like going like blow for blow for him, like, like gets his knife from him, does all this crazy shit, and they even beats him, and and like, and he was gonna kill him too, and then his dad gets there, and like, you can kind of tell like once his dad showed up, they're like, okay, like, like all this shit is done, like we're not playing around no more. Like his dad, it clearly is like the guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, like going back to that scaffold scene, like I, 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 I was getting like a lot of a uh, rush hour Jackie Chan vibes. Yes. Too. Like, yeah, right. Okay, I wasn't. Yes, the only one. yes. When I was seeing that, I was like, bro, like they, they did real good with with sticking to the culture and just you know, and just just delivering everything, you know, one hundred percent how 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 it was supposed to be. I was like, damn. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, like just I don't know. Like I don't know what about that scene was just giving me those. Like it, it was reminding me of the scene in Rush Hour One when he's fighting and then he's trying to save each vase from falling. I don't know yeah, why. Like yeah, that, that that's what it, that's the vibes it was giving me. <laughs> but uh, like 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 there's so many good scenes in this movie. Like 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 it's insane to kind of go back through and like and go think through every one because it's like holy shit, dude! Like they packed this movie out. They really did. Um, it was definitely worth the wait and, and lived up to the hype, um, kind of progressing forward, like you're saying. So after the scaffold scene, you know, his dad, they basically take them back to where he's from. And there's a point where it seems like almost, you know, like they're getting that family back together, at least what it seems like at first. You know, the, the Shang-Chi and his sister and dad, they're having the dinner. They're having a somewhat heartwarming talk. And then they, you know, later, a few moments or scenes later is when they realize, like, OK, this you know, dad is still crazy. That's when he realizes he just wants to barge into Talo and 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 kill everybody if if they don't give him back his wife who is already dead. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, the the whole thing is that Shang Chi feels so grounded as like a martial arts movie, and then once they see that that thing like with the dragon, yeah, where like it starts just, just like giving off like all the water and stuff like that's when all the like magical shit just starts happening and the entire second part of the movie like while the the fight scenes are insane but like like the cgi in the second half of the movie is absolutely in like it's gorgeous like 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 the whole scene with with like the dragon and it coming up through the water and like showing itself to shang chi yeah it's just nuts dude yeah definitely um i i think even with his map I feel like he's still more of a grounded character, kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I, I do know he has his his magic powers and stuff, but um, how we've talked about before, how we had our space phase of MCU and now we're kind of jumping into the multiverse. Um, I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be that one of those grounded characters like, you know, Captain America or Winter Soldier, even though he has those magical powers. Um, just like I said, you know, he's been a, a hero for hire in the comics. They they only deal with with local threats, um, so I I I think that's what makes him a badass character. And like you said, just everything was freaking beautiful. Like it was just real like Earth vibes when when they hit Talo, you know. And it was yeah, yeah. And um, like so, kind of going on from there. So like they get trapped in the basement and they eventually escape. So they head to Talo, and like as you're and, and like as they're going in, like, you start seeing all these like. These like mythological looking cre- like, creatures, yes, like they they literally looked like like Pokemon, like yeah, a, there a was nine tail. Yeah, there was a a, a like dragon horse looking thing. Yeah, 
And like like that is just insane because just seeing that they have different things and so like it literally felt like I was watching like like some live action, just like Pokemon shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a, a different experience when 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 they once they got into that scene and, and the rest of the movie on. Uh, like you're saying too, whenever he's in, in the water and that dragon like reveals himself to Shang Chi is like that was just beautiful as hell. And then you know them flying up out of the water and just you know saving the rest of the village like it was that 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 was just it was it was sick, man. And then um, so like kind of going through like what happens like at the village like, uh the the. One thing that probably stands out is that Katie essentially learns how to shoot a bow and arrow in like less than a day and becomes <laughs> a like good enough shot. So, so, so this is my my one gripe with it is that she became so good so quickly to where she was able to shoot this gigantic flying like alien dragon thing with like all the wind that's going on around it, all the water that's, that's going around that's going on around it. There's a fucking dragon there too. There's people everywhere. She's and miles she's away able, from the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then she's able to just like pull it back. Like, all right, fuck it, and then like hits it like in like in the throat, and then that leads to to, to like them winning the fight, whatever. Like that's the one thing I'm like, okay, bro. Like, come on, like. Yeah, and 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 I I knew that was gonna happen before it happened because you know when when she's training the first battle they have before the dragons are released, um, the trainer tells her he's all like, no, you're not ready yet. And then later she just grabs it. She's all like, I'm gonna help my friends, and he's all like, don't die. And then he ends up dying. And I was like, hold up now. So you mean to tell me this 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 guy who's been training doing this his whole life just you know gets eaten up by this flying mythical dragon and and yeah fucking katie in less than a day is like shoot gotcha like i was yeah. like no come on now that's the one thing that i i would say like okay like that like and and granted like with these like like with the movies in the mcu like you have to know that things are just gonna happen that are weird like like it happens whatever but that is one thing where like, okay buddy like like that you're, she's you're a reaching a little bit being. Yeah. She's never shot before in her life, and she goes and just nails that thing like, like, like in the throat, like exactly yeah. where she needed to hit. Yeah, after like, missing all the other shots, and then I mean, from that to invited uh, her with Shang Chi when he's, you know, when he's basically kind of not introducing him to the Avengers, but um, you know, when they're talking about his powers and, and basically him again in the future. Um, so because that one shot she took, she's now kind of like a sidekick Avenger. Like, obviously, they're going to keep her around, and she's probably going to be doing some more action stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Shang-Chi will, will eventually train her to, yeah. to, like, at least know the basics to, like, defend herself in a fight is, yeah. I think, where she'll be at. Yeah. Um, the actor for her, though, uh, Aquafina, like, like, she was pretty funny, like, in the movie. I yeah. do know that some Asian people didn't like her being casted though because she speaks with like like with a black scent, which is like she's like to speak like a black person would speak. Yeah. And yeah. uh and, and like they didn't like that she was in this movie versus uh versus a different Asian lead that could have been there. Granted there was a, a lot of Asian like representation in the entire movie, which was great. They were great yeah. actors, like and 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 the entire movie felt good, but like I know that I did see that on Twitter from a Asian friend of mine. Yeah, um, that they I, didn't like that casting. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but now that you're bringing it up, I I I do kind of like see where they're coming from. Um, but 
I mean, across the board, I, I still think that the uh, the uh, culture representation was there. I mean, I, I like how when when they were doing the flashbacks, they were actually talking uh, the language that that, you know, he grew up talking. Um, I'm not going to say it was Chinese or Mandarin or I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what language it was, but they were talking it. And then there was the captions as opposed to having them talk English the whole movie, which, you know, is not going to be accurate. So I, that 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 part I did like that. I feel like they, they did their part. You know the MCU on on sticking to the cultural representation. Oh yeah, um, so like going for from that now that we're past the like the the whole Katie thing with her the arrow. Um, yeah. So at this point, uh, Shang is fighting his dad. He gets the ring from him. His dad gets killed by the the like dweller in the darkness or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, a lot of theories that we can take kind of spawn from here. So. I would say that Shang Chi, like him getting the rings, is insane because he's now like extremely powerful. Like, like he's one of the strongest characters like in the like MCU now. Yeah, with the rings. Yeah. Um, an, a, like another thing that I would say is that clearly, clearly they aren't doing what the rings are in the comics as far as power wise, because yeah. it seemed like here like they were just kind of like okay, like I can shoot them and they can kind of like keep me alive forever. Like they 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 didn't explain what any of the rings did like separately, or the origin story from them or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like that is a thing where I was like, okay. Like so like in the comics, each ring like has a like has a different power essentially. Yeah. And so like in this movie, they all kind of just okay. Like I'm gonna shoot them out like a laser beam shit, and they'll yeah. come back to me. <laughs> yeah. So like that's the one thing where I'm like okay like uh like they don't have powers like that like so that is something but I I've seen uh, uh, like other people say that oh like maybe the powers will only activate because the right person has them now which is like which is like Shang Chi now okay so so like that maybe that it, it's a good theory for it yeah and then um just like 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 ending off the movie um I will say that. Uh, him doing his whole like 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 killer move in the sky where he's like falling down and free falling doing, and almost dancing. Yeah, that that shit was insane as well. Yeah, that was another beautiful scene. So I think a perfect way to to you know and and, and the big fight scene and and you know get the dub for the win. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I do have my theory ready to go. With what I think is gonna happen, like moving forward, well, it's something that I think could happen. Uh, yeah. Do you also have one like from the ending of this movie and like things that are happening? Uh, the only thing I had was probably the heroes for hire. Um, okay. Which, which, yeah, what you spoke on when we were at the movies is I, I feel like could happen, but yeah. Yeah. So what? So I I've already talked to to Alex about this one, but I think. It is a long shot just because of like where the character rights land and stuff. But yeah. like this could potentially be like Noel and the planet that the rings are from could be Noel's planet. And that yeah. could be the beacon to summon Noel. Considering that one of like so for those that don't know, Noel is a new the kind of like major villain in like Marvel. Uh his run started, I want to say the at the start of twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. It was only that. So it's 2019, yeah. 2020, the like King in Black series started. So Noel is this big villain. He is the king of all the symbiotes. So he's a king of Venom, Carnage, Scream, 
like all where the, they like, come from. Yeah. Yeah. So all the symbiotes are controlled by Noel. He can take control of them. That kind of stuff. So what's going on here is that I think that the Dweller in the Darkness is a symbiote dragon. So if you haven't read any recent comics with King Black, when he attacks Earth, he sends like these like symbiote swarms that are shaped like dragons, and like nothing can really stop them. And so I, what I think is that the like Dweller in the Darkness was it was one of those dragons. And was stuck there on Earth after the first time that Noel tried to invade. Something stopped him. Maybe it was the Eternals back in the day. Something like that, you know? Yeah. But, um, so I think that that, that dragon getting killed and Shang-Chi getting the rings might just, uh, like, might just, like, alert Noel. It's like, okay, like, like, clearly something happened there. L- like, let me go back and let me see what's going on. And... Yeah. With that being said, I think it's two big bads that are coming in Phase 4 moving forward. I would probably say Phase 4, 5, 6, just because they did three phases for the last one. Yeah. Like, I like for sure, we're getting Kane the Conqueror. And then I think we're going to get one other big bad that's going to be tied into Shang-Chi and be more of a grounded villain that's going to be, like, wrecking shit and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the end of your theory that I think they are setting up for two big bads. I think it'll be one big bad that kind of leads more into Kang, or even if he doesn't connect with Kang, I, I think they'll just build up that hype and anticipation until we get to Kang. Um, I do think it could be a long shot for to, for them to bring in all this quickly, though, but I can't think of anybody else who could be like behind, like you said, the dragon and who sent some or controlled over where the rings came from. So I'm not going to put it past them for them not to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I can't think of another big bad, but I do... You know, I, I still think the Noel is a long shot, but I mean, with what we've been seeing lately in the MCU and I mean, with them seeing how big these characters are and, and how much, you know, bigger the fan base is growing, um, I, I would adapt them and him in any other characters like him. Just, uh, you know, like Freddie said, given how he is a Spider-Man character and Spider-Man's owned by Sony, it, 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 if they did bring him in, that would just bring a little complication as far as, you know, rights and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, like. No, to me, would be such a, like insane just like villain to see just because he's so different from what we've seen from Thanos and what we've yeah. seen and what we're gonna see from Kane. So like, I want to see someone like that, but at the same time, there's still room for like Doctor Doom and for X Men villains and stuff like that. So like, there's a lot that could still be going on. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, like that's my big theory. Like, I like it could be no, like they attacked as darkness, no in the comics wrap the entire earth in darkness it's just like there's a ton that 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 they could do here which is insane yeah yeah definitely definitely <clears throat> damn so we were at 38 minutes already yeah um do we want to talk what if here if we do we could go for another 30 40 if we talk that um i am fine holding off on it but we can jump into it you know if if you want yeah, so I want to say let's hold off on this one just okay. because I like like I've been waiting for like this like zombie episode for so long now. Yeah, I don't want to just like shoehorn it in in like ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. And de- yeah, there definitely is a lot of stuff I want to cover when when we do get to it. Too, I, I don't want to just rush through it. So, okay, so let's leave it here then. Okay, we'll we will do it. it 
a much bigger segment that it deserves on next week's episode for sure. Yes. And then we'll hop into the next what ifs next week as well. So with that being said, uh, any last uh, thoughts, moments, or things like that for Shang-Chi? Only thing I can say is I'm excited to see him. Uh, He also has officially been announced as the new uh, or a new Avengers. So, you know, we're going to be getting a lot more of him and the characters in his movie. So, like I said, I I think this movie is a very pivotal point. Uh, for the MCU moving forward, I feel like this essentially could be like like our next Iron Man. Um, not saying he's uh, going to be the billionaire playboy, but just as far as like the the role he's going to carry moving forward. All right, all right. Um, I don't have anything. If I start talking about something else, it's going to be another thirty minutes. Yeah. So with that being said, <laughs> uh, we're going to end this this one here. This has been another episode of Blaze Reviews. Y'all know where to find us. I am at Freddie Fun on every major platform. That is TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. And I'm your co-host, Doom Bandit. You can find me at Doom Bandit at, or you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit at Doom Bandit 23. And with that, we out. out. What's going down from H-Town to Yo-Town is Doom Bandit. And today I got Teen Titans issue 32 and 33 from Year of the Villain Review. Um, I did issue 31 a few weeks back and I'm back at you again with the last two, not the last two issues of the mini, mini series, but, um, the last two that I've read. Um, so just jumping straight into it, uh, important to the story, just like the first one. Um, it's, it's mildly important. Uh, there's no spinoffs, at least to my knowledge. Uh, I have been told that, uh, Lobo and his daughter, I believe crush is her name. Um, have their own uh, series now, but I don't think it was a spinoff from this actual series. Um, And overall rating, I still give it a five star for both these issues. Uh, Pop moments, five stars as well. And threat level is equal to or greater than one, which is safety of the city because the threat is just contained to crush wherever she goes, Um, given that Lobo is, is... now been given a uh, contract to kill his own daughter so jumping right into it just a quick recap uh, issue 31 um, Lobo was kicking the Teen Titans asses and he kind of got the best of them Um, and he gets close to actually defeating and and killing his daughter in issue 31 Um, but you know they fight him off they buy themselves enough time to go out and hide somewhere and and come up with a plan Uh, and this is where issue 32 picks up um, so he comes in and he's about to, you know, he's about to defeat them again. And the Teen Titans actually get the best of Lobo. They they actually come up with a pretty decent plan um, to get him, you know, to, to not paralyze him, but but to but to win the match and to save Crush from from, you know, getting defeated by her father. Um, so what they did was I believe her name is Dejean. Um, she is a teen titan who can who has the power to the ability to wipe uh, people's memories um, that being one of the of the f- uh, powers that she has um, so when they knock Lobo unconscious they wipe his memory and they send him to the moon um, to to not worry about him anymore so they think at least um, and then in issue 33 uh, Lex Luthor revives Lobo from Dejean's spell of memory loss 
um, and he offers his he he proposes an offer um, basically to to help him get back at the Teen Titans and get his revenge for what they did to him. Um, after that, that's the end of Lex Luthor and Lobo. So I'm pretty sure in issue 34 is where the story will continue. Um, but you know that that can be in a review for another day. Um, but within the rest of the issue 33, um, it's revealed that the Teen Titans have come up with a new way to handle villains, which kind of questions uh, their more you know the the morality of of the Teen Titans and kind of just uh, kind of makes you scratch your head. You you can tell some of the Teen Titans aren't. 100% on board with this new tactic um, but what they do is um, when they defeat a villain Dejean wipes their memory just like she did with Lobo and they place them in New York like I guess in, in a different holding facility not really a holding facility but just they, they drop them in random parts of New York where they can keep an eye on them and they let these villains quote unquote live regular lives um, while they monitor them um, so definitely something different uh, from the Teen Titans. A little bit of a dark side at the end right there, kind of, you know, with how they're controlling these villains. You know, at first it was proposed as something like, oh, to, to not kill these villains and also not lock them up because they obviously always end up escaping and yada yada, things like that. Um, so this is a new tactic that they're trying to maybe contain them. Um, and prevent them from escaping and becoming, you know, potential threats again in the future. Um, so definitely something different, something uh, that I like to see. But at the same time, I'm not surprised given that uh, DC does do a lot of things like this when it comes to, you know, Batman or anybody related in the Batman family. They, they always have some quest questionable tactics uh, when it comes to the moral of it all. So, um given that Robin is the leader of the Teen Titans. Uh, I wasn't surprised seeing this, but it, I, I still enjoyed seeing it. It was still different, in my opinion, to see how heroes can deal with villains in a different way. Um, so definitely five stars all across the board for this one, and I will definitely be looking for issues 34 uh, and on to see where else this story leads. What is up, everybody? Today I am reviewing Deceased Hope at World's End. I have the full collection of it. It is issues number 1 through 15, Deceased Hope at World's End. And this is another uh, story that takes place in the Deceased universe. Y'all have heard me talk about them a lot. I've talked about it three separate times already. I've talked about the original Deceased storyline. I've talked about Deceased uh, Dead Planet. And then Deceased... Uh, there's another one. Um, let me check what it is real quick. Deceased Unkillables. Yes. So this is the fourth Deceased series I'm, I'm going to talk about today. Uh, this one picks up where the first one left off, where you see all the major heroes get killed. So just to recap, Batman is dead, Superman is dead, Wonder Woman's dead. And so the new heroes, their children, have to kind of take over their mantles. And so what happens here is that this kind of follows like immediately afterwards. So at this point, uh, they're dead. Actually, I might be wrong. <laughs> Let me check real quick. Yeah, so um, they aren't dead yet, but Superman is still alive. He doesn't turn during this one. Yeah, so this one actually, my bad, is we start to see them develop. So Damien, John Kent, and then the other Wonder Woman character. I don't, I don't really know what her actual name is, but um, we start to see them like develop as the heroes are trying to figure out how to 
kind of like navigate the world and figure out who's who's still good, who's safe, who's not, and there's a bunch going on here. And so essentially, what goes on is that um, I want to say it's Black Lightning, no, uh, Black Adam. Black Adam becomes infected and he starts to lead this gigantic super zombie army. And with that going on, he is like immensely powerful. And then included with that is that they have a another uh, infected hero who's able to like dimension hop, so she can open this like dark portal that connects her, that connects her to any other place from what I've seen on the Earth, and so she can hop between it through the through through the dark dimension. But um, if you get stuck in there, then you're stuck there. So she's the only one that can traverse it. If you're in there and she's not. And you're, you're kind of just like out of luck there. So what happens is that she she's turned. They end up making this plan to trap her in her own in the dark dimension, kill her. And so that's how they kind of like solve that problem. And that's pretty much what goes on throughout the whole 15 issues here. But uh, overall, I would say this is definitely a five-star problem. It's a lot of great moments, a lot of great heroes, a lot of great just different people that you don't see a lot. Like there's a dude that played a... Uh, he played a flute in this one, but he ended up being insanely important to the story, so that was great to see. Um, but yeah, this is five-star problems, five-star threat level. Uh, this threatens the entire galaxy, like whole galaxy. I say it like it's Marvel, the entire DC universe. And at the same time, um, this is this is everything that you want in a zombie hero kind of series. They have so many good spin-offs and they cover so much ground and things that you want to see. This spin-off, this series is one that you should definitely pick up and read. I definitely, definitely recommend it. It is amazing. Deceased is one of my favorite series. And I can't wait to see this either animated as a movie or live action. It's going to be amazing. They have so many great heroes, so many great things that go on. Um, definitely, definitely check it out. Five star problems, five star uh, threat level, and then uh, as far as spinoffs, this is an, another great spinoff. They're gonna have more, I'm sure. Five star in terms of spinoffs and stuff like that, importance to the story. And with that, this is my review of Deceased Hope at World's End. Pick it up. It is US twenty five dollars. It's not that expensive for fifteen issues. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely one that I recommend for y'all to pick up. And with that. This kind of review is out.